Hey there, I'm Paul Lighting. You're listening to L.O. Governor, the podcast. Welcome to the special 50th episode of L.O. Governor, the podcast. As always, I'm Abdullah, and with me, as always, is my co- lovely co-host, Tom, and we got a lot to talk about, so let's cut the bullshit and just get right to it. Okay, Doctor Who, what did you think of this episode? Um, I thought it was okay for what it was. It was better than Kill the Moon, by far, but it I kind of, had I, problems. I kind of felt that this was a better episode because at least it developed the characters properly. Yeah. As opposed to the shit that we we saw last last week. Because at least the Doctor here didn't go, oh, well, can't do anything, and runs away like he did in the last episode. The problem I had with this one was that it just like, oh, um, Carla's back, and it's like, and she's back because... Are we going to address the enemy in the room? Okay, you do, but are we going to talk about it? No. Okay, then. It's like, if they half-arsed it. Like, they basically said, why is she there? Mm. Because she chose to be, and she's not fully angry at him. I think this was a lack of communication between the writers. Really, really bad. Yeah, it, it just... it. It made no no sense, because it's like, they had a huge fight, and she said, leave, don't come back, and he's like, okay, fine, and the BBC, like, didn't even show pictures of her, or didn't even show anything from the tra- in the trailer for the episode, Without and... Anywhere. Yeah, and then she just shows up, and I'm like, okay, hello, Clara, what are you doing here? Um, okay, so basically it took weeks after that, and, you know, are you going to address what happened, and... You do, but okay, because because they do, but like it, it it it's half-assed, and really she could have you could have just done this episode with Capaldi. You didn't need Jenna for this one because uh-huh. because again the problem with this episode is as well. I I liked the episode a lot. I think I liked it a lot better than the last last week's episode. But the problem is they bring her back, and then they write her completely off for. Until the until like towards the end. Yeah, towards the end they finally do discuss their problems with each other. They they kind of address it at the start of the episode, but then they don't address it. They do address it now and again throughout the episode, but they don't fully properly deal with it. And why would she go back with him in the first place after what happened? At least you know have her turn up towards the end of the episode, and then they probably sort out their problems. Then she didn't really need to be in the episode. That was the thing. But yet again. Again, Jeremy Coleman and Peter Capaldi, 
have really good chemistry on screen with each other, then I can't really knock that, to be honest. Oh, and, and I'll I'll say a lot about Peter Capaldi. This episode is his episode. Let's get that out the way. He This is his starring role. I, I think, to me, this is his episode where he finally steps up and shows like what he can do with the role and and what his Doctor's going to be all about. Yeah. And I think that he shined... He was amazing in this episode. I think he yeah. really carried the whole thing and like really stepped up because I I know what the writer was trying to do. Like this was his episode. Like they they put Clara to the side for a little bit, and they made you know the Doctor shine, and they did a great job of that. <laughs> yeah, I thought the um the other one, the other thing which I thought was quite good about the episode. I thought the um mummy was quite well done. Oh, that that mummy looked amazing. Yeah, because here in the UK they had to push the episode an hour later. Because apparently the BBC declared it as a little bit too scary for younger audiences. <laughs> no one being serious about that. <laughs> the only scary thing with this episode is the um, close-ups of the mummy's face because he's kind of horrifying. But uh, I have one. And, and uh, I have one. And the crate though. What, 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 what's the problem? It's the editing, when they first introduced it with, with a little stupid little clock on the side. Ah, uh, yeah. That took away disbelief to tension, 100% with the mummy was going to go and kill someone. Like, you see that clock in the corner, it's just like, really? You didn't need that like, every it, single it, time. It's really, it's really stupid, because like, they showed that clip for the preview without the clock, and I'm thinking to myself... Why why add the the clock in the counter in the actual episode? Why not leave it like the preview? Because in the in the preview without the clock, it's creepy as fuck. Yeah. But that clock is very very distracting. That's yeah, it's, it's it's really stupid. Like it's like up sixty seconds because you know sixty six seconds until you die. And I like the concept a lot, but I think that. The problem with it is it's it's a bottle episode, and what I mean by that is like it's an episode that takes place in one location and one location only, and you know, big ups to the writers for finding a way to do that. Um, this was, and not not bore me to yeah. death. This was probably their um, money saver episode, to be honest. Like this was the episode they probably made to save money on because it's literally the it's like we said it was pretty much was like on like like three sets almost like it had three carriages and that's it yeah uh, because um because like the mummy on the Orient express takes place on a train and yeah. it's um yeah you could definitely tell this that you could definitely tell they saved the money for this episode but yeah, again you knew where the money went in for the episodes because again the production design for this episode really really stands out really good really captures that sort of feeling of the original Orient express sort of murder mystery sort of feel and everything yeah and i like and i liked it i like the feeling that they did at the beginning but then like towards the end where the reveal comes out and the twist comes out then it's like well that's kind of stupid <sighs> it is a bit weak the twist but i thought i thought it was done nicely yeah i mean and nicely. but i think i think the problem is i've seen so many fucking stories where the evil computer traps humans together and forces them to well, to work on something that they don't want to work on. Well, the thing is, is uh, it wasn't a, it was just a program. That's the thing was with it. Yeah. It was actually someone controlling the program. That was the thing. And and did you know who that that voice was for for the computer was? I uh, who was it? The guy who voices the guy in the Stanley Parable. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know that. Because I, because I'm like I've heard his voice before, but I can't recognize it. Yeah. He's kind of a douchebag, so you know. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty much playing a very similar character in some. Yeah. Cases, but yeah, it was it was done well. <laughs> but yeah, it's the guy who did the voice of Stanley Powerball when he's um. He was he was the only um great voice actor actually, and I'm happy he's getting more work. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing which I thought was done quite well, um, the secondary characters were a little bit more interesting than... Oh, that, I actually thought the guy who was fixing the... Engine. The, yeah, he, I thought he was the killer or something, because he was acting real suspicious. Oh, that's um, that, that's a radio DJ here in the UK. I think his name is Frank Skinner, and he's he's pretty good. And oh, I, the radio DJs, man. Yeah, actor, huh? yeah. He, he, he does a lot of theatre work. He does a lot of pantos here in the UK. Oh, okay. But yeah, he's, he's really good, and I would like to see more of him. Yeah, I listen to him on the radio quite a bit, so it's quite interesting to see him actually on screen acting. He was pretty good. He, he's also a comedian as well. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I mean he was he was really good. The guy who played the old war general was uh, was good. Yeah. Um, the guy who played the archaeologist, the historian, was good. I mean, it. The uh, big ups to the again. Uh, this is another episode where the um, supporting cast really shined, as opposed to you know last week's episode. Yeah, which was a bit flat. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the... another thing I didn't like was the horrible CGI when the mummy goes right through Capaldi. That looked fucking horrendous. Yeah. It, it worked, but it was like it was noticeable. That's what the problem. This again, this is the problem I find CGI with television shows. They when they do it, they you can tell that I don't have the budget to do it properly, or they don't have the time to to fully master it. You yeah, know? especially so, yeah. when the mummy at the end, when the mummy like you know dies, that looked horrendous. Yeah, I thought that looked okay for it was. It's, it was okay. Can't complain yeah. too much about it. But... Uh, again, because like, um, I, just to go to last week's episode, another complaint I had with last week's episode was like when they go into the moon. That's some yeah. of the most horrible fucking green screen I've seen in any TV show. Yeah. That's it... appalling yeah. to, to come out something from 2014. Yeah, I think the other thing which was done quite well with this episode was done well as well was that um, the character again, like I said, the doc. Again, the chemistry between Doctor, um, the Doctor and Clara is done really well in this, and that really plays off well. It, I think they've been the best Doctor companion duo I've seen since um, Billy and um, David. Honestly, yeah, they got they're they're, re- they're really you know, I think what they did is they went back to watch some of the Christopher Eccleston stuff because. If you watch some of the Christopher Eccleston stuff, this, it, it, there's not the plot is more about the Doctor as a character than it is about the world around him. Yeah, and I think that's what they're going for with this season because like there's a lot of recurring themes in the season. There's a, the theme of soldiers, the theme of death, the theme of you can't save everyone. Yeah, the theme of um, making tough choices, and I think that's wonderful because it's. It's actually connecting, and there are a lot of themes, and it's developing the new Doctor very well, I think, which is something I, you know, again, something that was severely lacking in the Matt Smith era. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, You know the one thing that really griped me on this? It's it's the scene when they're in the carriage, and, like, um, um, like, they're in their own little compartments, like, they're sleeping and stuff like that, and, um, like... 
Clara's on the phone, she's speaking to Danny and everything like that, and it's just like, it, she said, oh, you're fine with me being here, and he's like, yeah, yeah, of course, and I'm like, wait, didn't this whole thing happen on Kill the Moon, like, you guys, like, you didn't know whether or not to trust him again, and something like that, I know, Danny, you said that, oh, you're, it's not over because you're still mad at him, but it's just like, it was very half arsey written, I felt, that, that little sequence. when it Yeah, and, like, I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, well, if you're fine with her going, like, at least why don't you go with her, like, you know, yeah. to make sure that he doesn't do something stupid. Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't gone on an adventure with, with, with him Yeah, I thought this would have been the episode he would have gone with him because of what happened with the Doctor recently. I, again, was, it would have made more uh, sense if, like, if if the, at the start of the episode it starts out with the TARDIS showing up at Danny's house and him saying, "I need your help with something." Yeah, yeah. I I thought one scene was really nice is when when the Doctor's on the beach with with her and she's she's sleeping after what happened. It's like they finally get they finally defeat the mummy and the train explodes and everyone like it's like slowly dying for the lack of oxygen and she just sleep in there it's like they have that nice little conversation on the beach I thought that was quite nicely done oh that was great acting from Capaldi that was amazing stuff yeah also um, there's a, quite a few good references in this episode very good good ones and nice little callbacks like yeah. the <laughs> obvious one is it are you my mummy yeah, which I'm like, well, you have to write that in somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and then um, the other one that I thought was quite cool as well was the um, the bit when he's sitting down with the archaeology guy, um, the doctor, and he opens up the um, cigarette case, and you think, oh, no, no, no they're not going to be fags and ends. Sure enough, they're journey babies. Yes, <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> and... That was... That made me smile a lot. I don't know why. <laughs> and then the other one, which I thought was kind of funny, was um, when the doctor's on the beach. He got that stick and he's like walking around with it, and everything. He got crunch over, uh, like hunched back over. I thought, is that meant to be a ref- reference to the first doctor? Like, <laughs> yeah, he would... yeah, he would do that. He would do that sometimes. If he has a stick, he would just crunch over, like lean over. Sort of. I don't know. It just made me laugh a little bit that sequence and. And I do like that um, Clara does finally... They finally do have that talk. They finally work thing out. out. I thought it could have been done a little bit better, but I thought it ended nicely. Yeah, it did, because I think that... Because there was two ways they could have done it. They could have like done it like towards the the middle of the episode, and if they did it in the middle of the episode, they would have killed the tension. Yeah. And uh, or at the beginning of the episode, and if they did that at the beginning of the episode, then they would have just like again bored me to death because I, you know, last week with the whole fucking Courtney thing, I was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I just thought overall, I thought this was a interesting episode. I enjoyed it. Um, I really have um, no real complaint with it apart from some story structure and some of the development they ignore from the previous episode just for the sake of storytelling but um i i enjoyed it i really have not that many gripes and i've enjoyed it better than kill the moon so far this season i think there's only been for me there's only been two bad episodes but i enjoyed this um a lot also one last thing before i forget to talk about it you know the the woman at the beginning was singing yeah She's actually a British um, English singer and songwriter, a professional mm. one. And um, 
immediately after when this episode came out, um, they released her rendition of, uh, what's it, the Queen song, Don't Stop Me Now, because that was what she was saying during the beginning of that um, bit when the Doctor and Clara enter onto the, the, on, onto the, the train. Yeah, I was thinking, like, were they going to release a full version of that? Because they teased that. And yeah. I, I listen, I've listened to the full version, and wow, that's a really touching rendition. Oh, it's really. I mean, it's it's like it's not for anyone who likes Queen out there. It's like it's nowhere as good as the original Queen song. It, yeah, you can't beat the original Queen song. But yeah, again, this is it's a very nice cover of the song. I recommend people go out and listen to it. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's really nice that they released the full version of that, yeah. and um, they actually gave some peeks into future episodes as well. And the biggest hmm. one, being, the biggest one being they showed off the Cybermen. Yeah. So, but apart from that, I think this is a very good episode. Um, you got anything else to add on to it? Lastly, no. I, I mean, it's. I, I think this is probably one of my favorite episodes of the seasons of the season, to be quite honest. Because, like, I've because I've noticed they've gone back to to the original Eccleston style of storytelling, where the characters come are more are more important, where it's more character driven than um, story driven, which I like that. I mean, like I said, I'm a huge fan of the Eccleston run and. Um, I'm glad they're going back to more story or more character oriented um stories. Okay, cool. And you know, again, Capaldi goddamn like he's he's impressing me like every episode. Like he's he really owns the role and I think he's one of the best doctors and I hope he stays for like at least 4 years cuz I don't want him if if this is like him doing just 13 episodes, I'm going to be really fucking heartbroken cuz Yeah. He's really good. He's really good. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but what would we give this as rating then? I give it a four out of five. Same. Yeah. So anyway, that was our thoughts on Doctor Who, and moving on to something else, supernatural oriented. Ooh, okay. <laughs> well, um, you knew it was coming. They announced the Ghostbusters three with an all female cast. And yeah, um, I. Before we start talking about it really, really quickly, I, um, we, um, someone I know, we were joking about with him about this even before the news. Oh, did he? Did he kill? Did he? Did he kill himself? (laughs) No, 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 no. He basically said, if they ever announce a a Ghostbusters reboot, I am gonna burn my house down. Those were sass (laughs) words. I am still waiting for that news story to break that someone burned down their house. (laughs) I'm still waiting for him to burn down his house. Yeah. I mean, I look. I mean, we know it was gonna happen. Like, I mean, I was kind of pissed about it, but like, I mean, I really thought about it. But, but uh, it's it's hard for me to talk about I'm this because I, I I I'm not against remakes or reboots. I think that they're okay if given to the right hands. But if you're given, you're gonna give the director of Bridesmaids the honor of doing that I'm like eh. <laughs> yeah director Brian May and is the writer of um, oh, it was, um the writer who did the film the female writer who did um, Heat. The Heat oh the Heat another one that was another piece of shit Ugh. well the well the, the writer the writer of that is doing this the yeah and it's all for you have you heard what? Um, oh God, what's his name? The who's the black guy in the Ghostbusters cast? 
Oh, Ernie Hudson. Yeah, I've heard, I've, I've, I've heard what he said, and I'm like, okay, whatever, Ernie. I really don't don't disagree or agree with what you're saying because I think that it's a it was inevitable. It was inevitable. It was inevitable. Like it was going to happen because like Hollywood just is running out of ideas, and any anything that can be franchised is going to get remade or rebooted or whatever. Oh, he he brought up an interesting comment. Like he didn't he didn't dislike the idea fully of it being a full male cast he just feel he just said this he said it's not what the fans want it's just what what the studio wants to do yeah i mean because that's what i feel like i mean this is a studio decision like through and through it's not it's not something the fans would want i mean like look at fucking dracula untold do you think anybody was wanting a fucking dracula origin story no it's like the fucking studio looked at something like maleficent and said you know what uh villain related stories are hot this year make a dracula sequel or prequel or whatever the yeah. fuck yeah it's a, it, it's it's done awkwardly like i mean and at the same time, it's like, why all female cast? I don't really get that. Like, what's the what's the appeal of that? It, again, it could work, might work. It depends who they get. But yeah, again, if you're going to do it, you need to get some really good female talent. If you're going to do it, and they need to work well off each other. We've got a few people in mind who might be good to do it. The only person I can think of is Kristen Wiig. Well, the f- yeah, I can kind of see it. I think Emma Stone might 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 be good because she's generally funny. <laughs> She'd be good in a team. I'm, I'm just I'm I, I'm just worried because I know they're gonna fucking cast Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy and I ugh, I don't want to see any more Melissa McCarthy movies after Tammy. Yeah, because that shit was awful. Oh yeah, most more likely it's gonna happen. You know it, I know it, and everyone else. Because it's the same it director from Bridesmaids, and he's worked with her before, and you're probably gonna have her fucking in there somewhere. Oh yeah, she will. And of course, fat jokes. Because of course, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> think of anything funny. The annoying, fat jokes. the annoying thing is she's not bad. It's just the fact that she's been in a lot of crud recently. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, Tammy was like her... Tammy, she takes all the blame for that, because she fucking wrote that. It was her idea, it was based on her idea with her husband, and it was awful. Like, it's like a fucking man-child. She plays the most unlikable character ever, and you're kind of thinking to yourself, why are we supposed to like this character when all she does is fuck around with her mom and just is oblivious to the most basic human... Functions? Yeah. Yeah. Emotions? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, people make fun of Michael Bay movies for being stupid, but trust me, watch fucking Tammy, and then you're like, oh god, please. <laughs> yeah. Just, just to see how stupid a fucking movie can be. And I'm like, I don't know, like, Ghostbusters, like, it seems like it's it's one of those franchises that's been dead for a while now, and they've been trying so hard to resurrect it so badly that they have no choice at this point. I mean, they've done comics, they've done action figures, they've done merchandising up the ass for the first two movies, they've re-released the movies on Blu-ray, they've been, trying so, they've been trying so fucking hard to get something out of this franchise, but it's just dead, well, it's not... Well, you remember a couple of years ago, they did the video game, back in 08, was, was it? 
Uh, oh, nine. Oh, yeah, oh, nine. That video game when they got all the original um, actors back, and it was actually written by Dan Aykroyd and um, Graham Houseman. You know? Yeah I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was okay. It was a decent video game. Like, because, because again, like, story-wise, I would say, yeah, you could make that the third Ghostbusters movie, but I don't really see that, because I don't understand why would they need to get uh, a new member who doesn't talk, because, you know... He's only, he only says two lines of the whole entire game. Yeah. And that's it. I think he's, like, he screams in one of them, and he, he says one line, and that's it. Because <laughs> fuck having your character interact with the characters you like watching in the movies. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, it just... And again, it doesn't help that most of the guys sounded older, like a lot older. And it's kind of creepy hearing, like, a fucking old uh, Harold Ramis voice a younger version of himself. <laughs> yeah. That, that, never voice, that, that never bothered me, the, the voice acting, to be honest. Never no, it did, because, like, the delivery was there, but the problem is, like, the gameplay was kind of shitty. Uh, it was okay. It was, it was okay for what it was. It was, like, it was it was, a, it was above mediocre at best, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it was it was something, but, like I said, this, this franchise, they've been trying so hard to get something out of it, and they're... Because, again, like, they have to do a reboot, because, like, you know, Murray's not going to do anything. I mean, Remus is sadly no longer with us, and Dan Aykroyd's a cunt. Mm. You know? I mean, it's... Like, there's nothing you can really do at this point with this franchise other than reboot it, and they, they're doing it, and I just... Uh, but I don't understand why it has to be an all-female cast. I don't... It's, it's not, I don't it, get it, that. It's nothing being sexist or anything like that. It's just, I don't get the... I don't get it, because the whole appeal of Ghostbusters is a bunch of, like, you know, nerdy guys fighting the supernatural. Yeah. You know, that's kind of its appeal, and I I don't get that. Why do you need an all-female cast? Like, you know, re- reboot, fine, but, I mean, I, I hate to bring this up, but if you want a really good, diverse Ghostbusters team, watch Extreme Ghostbusters, that cartoon. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was pretty good. They had a black guy, they had a goth girl, they had a guy in a wheelchair. I'm like, why can't you just make that into a movie, you know? <laughs> that is a good point. You know, and, and, and like I said on Facebook, I'm like, it, it may, cause, uh, you know, for those who don't know, originally they wanted Eddie Murphy to, to be in the, in the original movie, but he declined. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, well, after the success of the first movie, why didn't they just bring him in for the sequels? That is like, I, I just, I, I'm like... It amazes me how they never went back to him over the years, because I'm like, he could do it. Like, he's he's a lot younger than the previous guys, so, you know, he could do it. And let's be honest, the fucker's, the, the, the guy's career is down the shitter right now. Yeah, he, He'll do anything for money. <laughs> I think he would do anything for Ham Sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. Like, fuck, I mean, he would, I think he did, what was it, a, a fucking Beverly Hills Cop spinoff at some point that was never released, thankfully. Yeah. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> Where he's like, oh, it's my son, and he's gonna be the fuck off. <laughs> fuck off with yeah. that shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about Bev- that Beverly Hills Cop remake, but Ghostbusters, um, 
it could work, probably won't work, but you know what I mean. I mean, it's it's, it's like that's the way you got to look at stuff. It's like when it comes to ideas, there's not really bad ideas per se. It's how you execute execute the idea in general. I'm not saying that all ideas are good, but it depends how you execute the idea. Um, how you execute the idea of of what you want to do, like. A female Ghostbusters team, like, again, not a great idea, but if it's done properly, it could be semi-decent. Like, and, and if and I'm like, well, if it's a reboot, are you going to do an origin story? Because I really don't want another origin story, please. I'm I'm tired of those. Like, I... Well, is it going to be like a shot instead? It's going to be featuring female instead. Oh God! <laughs> like and then, I, and then, and then you just get Ben Affleck, the the beast of Goldie Weaver's part instead. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that happening. God. Uh, like it's. And I'm and I'm worried about this because you know, seeing as it's going to be like an all female cast, I'm thinking that they're going to just going to be lazy and do like female versions of the already existing Ghostbusters. That we're going to have like a black chicken there to be like Ernie Hudson's character. They're going to have the smart one to be Egon, and they're going to have the sarcastic one to be Venkman, and then they're going to have like a fucking fat chick to be Ackroyd. Yep, <laughs> more than likely. Because, again, why... I mean, it could work, but the problem is, if it's another origin story, I'm saying, oh, there's ghosts, and we need to form a team, and blah, 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 and I'm like, no, I'm not interested. I've seen this fucking movie time time and time again. I think I've... I think Ghostbusters is one of those movies I've seen so many goddamn times I can call it, like, scene for scene. Like, all the the dialogue, because I've seen it so many goddamn times. Yeah. It's one of those films that you would watch over and over again, especially in your childhood. That's the thing with it. Yeah. But um, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to wait until some more news come out on it. Again, this this is like how many times have they announced they're going to do a Ghostbusters film, and it never happens. I think my favorite Ghostbusters three story was the story of Bill Murray shredding the script because it was so terrible. Yeah. I remember the uh, other one that made me laugh was the story about when they get dragged to hell. Oh, God, yeah, I remember that we, 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 which, they, which they sort of did in the video game, but, yeah, again, that was done all right. But, yeah, again, if you if they did that in live action, it would have been very, very silly. <laughs> but that video game Fucking... made it safe. Also, like, with the video game, I think another problem that I had with it was, like, it, it had the traditional humor, but it was a lot darker than the previous movies, which oh, yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I didn't mind, I didn't mind it, but they played the video game very, very safe. Like, Pixar, you had Steak Plus turned up in it. Yeah. That would mean they played that video game really, really safe. They, they have to throw it and then throw... And you know what's weird? Like, Slimer in the in the first movie was, like, well, a throw-off character, but he became, like, so popular, he became a fucking media whore. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> even Slimer has a cameo in the game. E- even the um, evil painting has a cameo in the game. Oh, yeah. 
Oh God. But yeah, I really have nothing else to say on it. I just I, I'm, I'm going to wait until some more news come out about it because I really can't say too much about it apart from it might work, it might not work. I don't think it's going to work because of the people they they got. But yet again, the person who did Bridemaid that wasn't such a bad film to be honest. But the writer, I'm not being sexist, but um, she wasn't. She didn't do a good job on the heat. Personally, but yeah, because I, I thought the heat was terrible. It was basically like, hey, let's take all those cop, those shitty cop um, movies from the eighties, and make them and make a female cast about them. And and see, it's funny because like one of them's skinny and uptight, and the other one's fat and like um, you know, swears a lot, says you know, kills a lot of people, and cor- is corrupt as shit. You know, it's yeah. fucking stupid. Hmm. I, I I don't know. I'll wait till more news comes out because I'm still kind of meh. Like it's it was inevitable that they were gonna reboot it, but again, uh, meh. I, all I'm gonna say until I see a teaser trailer, I'm still I'm still gonna hold my I'm I'm still gonna I'm, I'm still gonna take my opinion. The film will not get made. You never know. Weirder shit has been made. Yeah, true. Well, the room. <laughs> but I digress. So, um, we got any other bit of news? Well, um, I'll start with some good news. Um, uh, Marvel showed off the Daredevil, uh, more Daredevil stuff finally. Right. They, showed, they showed the guy finally, after all the cock teasing that we've been getting yeah. for the past couple of months. They've showed off the guy, and... Um, he looks good. Yeah, he looks good. You know, I'm not a fan of the douchebag shades, though. Those are kind of, yeah. <laughs> but Mac Murdoch always had the douchebag shades. Let's be honest. He's always had the douchebag shades. But, um, did you hear about the controversy just before the panel, though? Oh, what happened? Apparently, they had to delay the panel for a few hours because um, when people were queuing up for, like, like a sign, a, what was it, like a car signing? Apparently, they didn't follow the stipulations to Marvel's um, recommendations, and apparently, they the, the represent the PR people for Marvel getting upset with some of the fans because <laughs> they, were act, they were acting inappropriately, and they were warned, and they didn't follow by structure, and they were they did threaten them and said, "Look, if you guys don't behave in, behave in the queues, we are going to pull the, we are going to pull the panel," and they didn't behave, and Marvel's like, "Fuck it," um, told told the event staff, yeah, we're pulling the panel. And imagine, well, you've been, you've been to a Comic-Con, right? Oh, God. And, and oh, you... And, horrible experience. <laughs> well, and you know what the queues are like. Imagine trying to go through the queue and telling everyone to, to get out of the queue and go. <laughs> I do not want to be that event staff. <laughs> no, no, someone actually filmed, filmed someone being told at the front of the queue you need to leave and he refused and everything like that. Yeah, at one point you hear the security guy say, oh yeah, turn your camera off. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and, it's, and it's much scarier because like in San Diego, I don't see a lot of like crazy people there. New York. Like, like they're, 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 you know, behave, but it's New York, man. And that New York's a fucking... Rock crowd. Oh, boy. <laughs> Again, like some of the roughest crowds you will meet are people from New York and Chicago. So you know they will riot. They don't. They don't. They will riot. They won't give a shit. Yeah. Like you know. 
<laughs> you don't want to push them around. They really, uh, you, you don't. <laughs> so yeah, that happened. But um, when the panel, they, they Marvel did say, look, we're going to open the panel up again in a few hour, in a few hours. So a few hours happened. They released a load of stuff. We, we finally see Matt Murdock. We finally see one of the costumes because it has been confirmed that there are going to be multiple suits, multiple costumes throughout throughout the throughout the first season. They showed off the very first one, the, what we've been told, and that's the all black one. Yeah, I've seen that, and um, it it kind of reminds me of the Incredible Hulk costume yes, from the exactly. And I saw that, I went, "Oh my god!" They actually did it. They did the Incredible Hulk costume, which I didn't mind. I did not mind one bit. I thought if this is going to be like his first suit throughout the whole entire show run, I had no problem with it whatsoever. It's a nice little homage. And they're going to get the yellow suit, so I'm happy with that, because I like the yellow suit. I guess, I, I said this very early on, they, they, we're going to see the multiple different suits, so we're probably, the black one I wasn't expecting, I was expecting it was just going to be the yellow and brown one first, but the black one I'm fine with, and then we get the, if we get like, at least get the black one like for the first like two episodes, and then possibly the yellow one for the large majority, and then towards the end we get the red one, I'd be happy with it. Mm. But I don't know. It kind of seems a little, you know, yeah. Gotham-ish for me a little bit. Well, we only seen going with we only seen images and stuff like that. So I'm really, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna judge it. I'm gonna probably judge it when I actually see some video footage of it. You know, yeah. <laughs> because. Yeah, again, the reason why you might say like Gotham because it's a TV show and Gotham has this very weird vibe to it at the moment when it's very crime oriented and this is going to be Marvel's first crime level superhero they adapted, which is kind of weird when you look at the big picture. All the heroes they adapted so far have been like superpower or cosmic or world dominating villains. So yeah. <laughs> this is going to be the first superhero you're going to be still dealing with street level crime also it's uh, because it's on netflix it looks like they're going to go on a more darker approach yeah. compared to the to the previous one because you see blood on his hands so you know yeah so that's... Ain't, this ain't your daddy's deadpool <laughs> or dead daredevil or whatever well that will mean if this does well we're going to see more netflix series and um like some some of the people that have been on the list so far has been um I know the word. I know um, um, Luke Cage and Iron Fist been thrown around quite a bit. I think that's been confirmed. Um, oh, if if they do Luke Cage, they, it has to be gritty. I I can't yeah. see that being uh, not gritty because it de- it deals with a lot of because his background is like he comes from poverty and the hood and the ghetto and yeah. there's no way you can do that on the big screen without having it look laughable. Yeah. But I think with with stuff like Netflix and television, you can get away with that. Yeah, because um, you know, the other one I have heard a lot, and a lot of people have been talking about is the Punisher. Oh boy, the Punisher is going to happen at some point. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Um, another one which has been mentioned is that um, a lot of people want to see. Um, I know there was the whole rumor going around back a while ago that. Blade, Wesley Snipes might come back as Blade. I think that might work better as a TV show, Blade, than an actual film at the moment. Well, they did Blade this year. It's kind of of weird that they're doing Blade the series because they did a Blade the series and it was 
much better than the third movie. Yeah. And then the <laughs> one, the other, the last one I've been hearing, the last name I've been, for, I've heard being thrown around, which I, which I think it's, which you probably gonna like the sound <laughs> of is uh, Moon Knight. That's another name that's been thrown around to do as a Netflix series. That that needs to happen at some point because that that's a character that needs more love. The, the thing with Moon Knight, you cannot do him as a feature film. You could, yeah, I know. It's going to be impossible to explain because let's be honest. The character's backstory, the character's personality, people, people are just going to look at him and we're going to be like, is he trying to be Deadpool? <laughs> but serious, guarantee it. Because it's and and I and I'm and I'm loving the fact that they're doing like multiple costume changes because that means that they if they do Moon Knight they can they can do multiple costume changes as well. So yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, Moon Knight goes through multiple costume changes. I, I finally seen that image from the comic. He got the giant bird head. Yeah, oh, that was a great issue. <laughs> Again, yeah. Warren Ellis's six run issue on Moon Knight was amazing, and everyone should read it because it's the shit. Yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah, I I I think it will work. But yeah, again, Marvel at the moment, it's like I know you'll disagree with their tactics at the moment. Marvel's trying to be very very brutal at the moment with with their rates and what they're going to do with all the characters because, um, it's funny when you look at it, it's just like all the characters they're trying to promote at the moment are being like. You you can tell when Marvel going with their characters, and you can tell which characters they are trying to disown quite heavily at the moment. But again, you can blame Fox for that. Well, not even yeah. not even Fox. I mean, you can you can just blame fucking what was it, Marvel themselves? Because like, remember when Samuel L. Jackson was cast as Nick Fury? They fucking yeah. disowned the original Nick Fury badly in the comics. Yeah, but like, yeah, again, it's like. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, again, they did try to do a white Nick Fury, and look what happened. Yeah, I know. And so, what yeah. they did with him recently, recently with original Sin, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, look, this this is what I mean. I'm not, I'm not too fussed about. Uh, I, again, I wasn't fussed about Serion Jackson to be honest, because um, Serion Jackson, Nick Fury, I had no problem with it whatsoever. But it's. It just when it comes to Marvel's properties, it's like Marvel wants want. I think they don't really care about the X Men, to be honest. I think they don't care they can get those rights back. I think the only rights they want back at the moment are Fantastic Four and Spider Man. Those those are the two obvious rights they want back. Yeah, because they can't. They, there's no way they can get the X Men stuff because Fox has already established a universe, and they're not gonna try and get it back. It'd be stupid yeah. to do that. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just, um, you can tell that they want to get um, Spider-Man back, but they want to do something, What they, because for those that don't know, that um, Universal still co-owns the movie rights for the Hulk. So, you know, I think I think Marvel's going to try to do something with that, similar to Sony with Spider-Man, which I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to have a problem with, but they need to work something out in total. Because again, a lot of people want a new Hulk movie, but they can't get that Hulk movie because Universal owns the rights to the Hulk character. Uh, I think Universal would find we're using the Hulk in crossover stuff, but at the moment, I'm yeah, just... but they're not gonna let them go. Oh, you know, full movie, but we don't, you don't get any of the profits. Fuck yeah. that. If you think they, I know we're gonna be off topic from here from Daredevil, but um, once they establish all these different characters in the Marvel universe, do you think they're gonna do a final big crossover, a big event film? 
at some point down the line in, in quite in, in like five years time or so. I don't know because like I, I've thought about it, but like I can't really see that happening because some of the actors are starting to age now, and you know. Well, I can see them doing a, some sort of event at some point. I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's like one of those things that events will will happen at some point. But we'll see the event done. Well, because you can easily do Civil War if you got the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man back. If they do a Civil War degree, I'd be gobsmacked if they can pull that off. I don't want to see Civil War, because Civil War was that fucking thing that I made me hate the Marvel one, the Marvel mainstream universe so much. I didn't... I like... I like Marvel Civil War. I thought it was done well. I really had no problem with it. I think the only problem I had with Civil War was the aftermath of Civil War, which really, really mucked up a lot of stuff within the main Marvel Universe. Oh, well, you didn't like the fact that Captain America dies, but then Amer- Im- immediately a year later, oh, he wasn't dead, he was in a coma. Oh, you didn't Yeah, like- he got his fucking brains blown out. Oh, coma, oh, my ass. Oh, yeah. oh, no, no, no. Oh, you didn't like the fact that Spider-Man did a deal with the devil? Yeah, Spider-Man, Tony Stark became a douchebag, and yeah. I, is just still, still, to this day, an irredeemable cockbag yeah. in the comics. No, well, I mean, I didn't mind. I had no, this, this is me personally, I had no problem with Civil War. I thought Civil War was very well written. I, the only problem I had with it was the aftermath. The aftermath of the whole Civil War event was not handled well. It was not handled well, and it wasn't written well. And they're only kind of getting around to fixing a load of grey areas that they, that came off from Civil War now. And that's not good saying that. But um, but yeah, the Daredevil stuff I, I'm perfectly fine with. I'm, I'm happy with, with what they've done, done with Daredevil, and I can't wait to see the whole series on Netflix. If only you guys put more effort like this into your comics. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. I don't know. I've, again, again, their comics are very hit and mess at the moment, to be honest. God, I I don't like the idea of the Red Skull being Onslaught now. That's just retarded. Oh, you didn't like the fact he got charged because he saved his brain and can muck him everyone. Yeah, because... <laughs> Cause why the fuck not? I read I read the first issue of that and I I was like, it's confusing as hell. I will admit that because I haven't been keeping up with what's gone on with the X Men and um, the X Men stuff and the Avengers stuff. But I got kind of I, I watched a video which kind of filled me in what's going on a little bit and they were kind enough at the first issue to give you an idea what's going on a bit. But um. Yeah, I just, I really, um, I just thought it was, it was decent enough, and it does have some good moments, but yet again, I, it's, it seemed to be shaping up like a, this, it feels like an actual big, big event sort of thing that will change, change everything in the Marvel Universe, unlike the previous one, but Original Sin was decent enough. That was weird. It was weird. Original Sin was bizarre shit. It was bizarre shit, but it was well written. Yeah, <laughs> except at the end. Yeah, the end. Marvel has this recurring theme, a theme when they do like 
they do events and then the ending's either okay or bad. And the ending to Original Sin was some of the stupidest shit ever. It's just like they right. It feels like that they got to that point to Original Sin and just like um, they were like, oh shit, we realize we have to end this. Um, like it wasn't bad Original Sin ending. It just was. Oh, okay. But um, the other good thing about it was that um, going back to Daredevil, um, they will it will be thirteen parts. It will be 13, 13 episodes, and, oh, okay. and it will length for force. Apparently, they said that they got a multi-year plan to launch um, some series about four series based on street level Marvel characters, and apparently they will team up with the Avengers at some point. Ooh! <laughs> so they're going to appear in Avengers films down the line. So I want to. I mean, it's kind of weird because I because now that Marvel's created its own universe, I want to see more crossovers. I'm I'm kind of at that point where I want more crossovers. I want you know. I know you can't make another Iron Man movie, but I'd love to see Iron Man team up with someone. <laughs> no, they already said they're doing Iron. Robin Downey Jr.'s come out and said there's Iron Man four on the way. Well, of course, because he had to retcon that stupid Mandarin shit. Yeah, but yeah, again, it's kind of cool. We are getting that really stupid Mandarin over-the-top sort of stuff now. I'm I, I so happy to see that. As long as you've got Fing Fang Foom and um, the Grey Gargoyle in that, I'd be happy. <laughs> well, they already they already did fucking Thanos pretty well, so, you know, sky's the limit at this point. Yeah, I'm just, just going to wait and see. But yeah, again, I think after Avengers, after Avengers 2, um, well, not Avengers 2, but I think after Avengers 3, we are going to start seeing some crossover stuff, and by this, and I wanna, and it's kind of it's kind of weird for me to say this, but I kind of want to see more Guardian stuff because I, you know, I like the I like the dynamic between that team and that movie a lot more than I did in the Avengers. Well, to be quite honest, well, we are it's pretty pretty much been confirmed for Avengers three, um, Aveng- the Avengers and the Guardians are going to team up. That's pretty much <laughs> that's solid <laughs> confirmed. But Thanos is going to tell them in Avengers. And I think even Dave Bautista's people come out and said, yeah, um, Chris Teases is in Avengers 3. <laughs> so that's pretty much saying, that's that's pretty much going to be the first team crossover team up. So, you know, Marvel likes playing it safe, but again, they don't mind taking risks. Although I'm not a big, like I said, I wasn't a big fan of them. Like when they showed the stuff at Comic-Con, they showed Captain America's Broken Shield. I thought, oh, I, God. When I saw that, I thought, why on earth would you show that? That would have been again. Again, I'd, I'd, a lot of people complained about it because the first time it did happen when Captain Shield Shield broke it was really good how uh, they did it. But don't don't show that off. That would have been such a good surprise. <laughs> just seeing Ultron breaking Captain America. Yeah, he just Shield. he's like he, he just takes it and breaks it into like it's nothing. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been such a cool moment. They should have kept that a secret, personally. And I don't I mean, know. I it's just because yeah. again, it's you know fucking you know Black Panther thing. Well, again, Black Panther. Stanley keeps saying Black Panther's coming, so I think we're going to see. We might see a cameo from Captain America or someone related to Captain America thing 
to get the aluminium to make the new show. Maybe even Agent Coulson would turn up in Black Panther to get a new shield for Captain America. <laughs> Just saying, could happen. And then you've got the Agent the Shield stuff still going on, so, you know. I'm not, I, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't too impressed with season two. I, I felt that the show went back to that slump that it was in before... I have the beginning of season one. I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen anything of season two yet. I've heard good things about it, but I haven't watched it personally, so I can't really say per se for myself. <sighs> but, um, yeah, um, overall, Daredevil coming soon. Um, sometime, they, they said sometime next year, didn't they? They said it's coming really soon. <sighs> I know you're dreading it, but, you know, I'm not. <laughs> they said, apparently it's going to be on Netflix early 2015, so, you know, it's coming soon. Well, I mean, it looks like the footage seems to be f- finished, I'm guessing. I'm guessing they're probably just going to finish up the editing touches and probably finalising the special effects in some places. Yeah. And, again, I, I really like the casting. The casting looks really good, and the guy they got for Wilson Fisk, I can't wait to see see that, and... I'm curious to see how he's going to play his role within the Marvel Cinematic Universe because they also said ball size in it. And the owl was another Daredevil villain. and they said it's definitely is in this um, special, in this series. Well, that's, a, that's a villain no one gives a shit about. <laughs> Again, if you're going to do a TV series, you're going to have to pull from their villain gallery because you can't rely on one villain all the time. I'm just waiting for them to do Stilt Man. That needs to happen at some point. That'd be funny if that'd be like the first, uh, like the first villain in the first Daredevil episode. Like he takes on, and he takes out. <laughs> Stupidest fucking character ever. It, again, it makes me laugh that the biggest Daredevil villain is Wilson, is the Kingpin, and he's a Spider-Man villain. <laughs> I just want to point that out. God. <laughs> Next, the only other big Daredevil villain is Bullseye, but yeah, again, that's Bullseye. But, mm. but yeah. wonderful act, uh, wonderful actor is going to be showing up sometime soon in this. Oh, they're probably going to tease her towards the end, and she probably is, might she might turn up towards the end. Because didn't she use didn't when she originally turned up? Didn't she work with the Kingpin? Yeah, she was an assassin. Yeah, she's probably going to turn up and work work for the Kingpin then. <laughs> And then die, and then come back for no fucking yeah. reason in a shitty retcon. <laughs> but the one thing I am pleased about it, apparently the action scenes, apparently they are real. Apparently they've been doing the action scenes as real as possible. There's very, very little CGI worked in the show. Well, duh. Because, I mean, you're starting to see a lot more... Um, a lot more shows that are... With with heroes that don't have powers, and with that they can do like a a lot more stunt work, which is impressive, I think. Yeah. As opposed to just going CGI bullshit everywhere, you know, save that, save that stuff for like Avengers and whatever. Well, I mean, it's like they announced the multiple suit stuff, so I can't wait. I cannot wait when I start watching the show when I finally see that red suit. <laughs> You'll be a little daredevil. <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, that's all I've got to say. I'm just looking forward to it. And now we come to the dreading part. Oh, you you mean the bit when you're going to go on for an hour rant? Why I'm going to be sitting there <laughs> drinking my cup of tea? 
Oh, God. Transformers. So, so yeah, Hasbro showed two clips of the new Transformers show at Comic-Con. Yep. And they were awful. <laughs> of course. I still cannot believe this is from the same production company that did Prime. I... I... You refuse to accept it. Like, where did the budget for the animation go? I, I'm... I'm I... <sighs> <laughs> you... Yeah, it's like, you showed me a clip of this that immediately was uploaded on... by Hasbro um, not long after. And, yeah, they, um... Announced some interesting stuff with um, with Transformers and the animation looks look like it's running twenty frames per second and it looks choppy as hell and they're mixing like what was it like it's like it's like a two two point five D animation like it's three D models within two D background environments. Oh, the fucking human characters look the worst. Yeah, they look like Jesus. You know what it reminds me of. What? Um, like an Ape, um, the Ape Escape game. <laughs> oh God! Of CGI. The characters barely move. The fucking that scene bothers me so much because because Bumblebee goes up and says we need to take vehicle forms and only one of his members does this. Yep. No one else does this. He asks Sideswipe, "Oh, do you want to take a fucking vehicle mode?" Nope. And then he's like, "Okay, <laughs> Bumblebee doesn't do it. Only one of his, only the female member does it." And isn't it funny how we're at that age where we hear a lot of stories about cops shooting people down in America, and now we have like a good guy version cop character in a, in a TV show? That just does not sit well with me because yeah. that just comes at a very terrible time. But yeah. And. And Grimlock. Oh, Jesus Christ. What did they do to Grimlock? As you said it, because he's black. <laughs> Voiced by a black guy. And I love how he's like, Bumblebee's like, oh, we need to be robots in disguise. We need to be something a humans need to accept. Then why the fuck is Grimlock a dinosaur? Because he, he's a T-Rex. <laughs> he's a motherfucking T-Rex. You know, because, you know, you see fucking T-Rexes walk around daily, right? Because, you know... <laughs> I know, it's very, 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 very stupid. Did I mention this is a sequel to Prime, by the way? Yeah, you did, yeah. <laughs> Apparently so. Even well, Bumblebee got his voice box back. Yeah. So, this is a direct sequel from Prime. Yep. Which takes place how many years in the future? <laughs> it's supposed to take place in the future, but they 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 go, but they're saying, "Oh, we need to hide from them." And it's like, didn't they already establish this in Prime? Yep. Didn't didn't humans already know about the existence of fucking? Yep. You know, with Megatron at the end of season three. Oh my god! Also, wasn't was it Sideswipe that got killed off in the beginning of the first episode? Uh, that was Cliff Jumper that oh. got killed off. Oh, okay, fair enough. 
So that, that's a different different character, and I fucking hate Sideswipe's design. It's like it's like a it's like how 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 can we make a, a fucking teen heartthrob? Oh, make him have a mohawk, spiky mohawk, because you know. <sighs> yeah. Also, you gotta love the villain. The villain's name is Steeljaw, and um, he turns into a car. But you wanna know what the interesting thing about him is? What? He has a wolf's head. He has a wolf's head, but he turns into a car. That makes no sense. That that sounds like something from Maxwell Overdrive. <laughs> it's like because because again, because most of the uh, most of the Decepticons in this in this in this series seem to be animal based, but they turn into vehicles anyway. So. What's the point of giving them animal features? They're going to turn to fucking cars. Yeah. You know, a lot of people complain about the Michael Bay movies, and, you know, some of the hate, you know, again, those movies are kind of stupid in their own way, but this is just worse. This is bottom-of-the-barrel shit right here. Yeah. Bottom-of-the-barrel. Looks like, no one gave a shit, and and the animation looks bad. I don't like the fact that everything is too bright and colorful. I think that's kind of ugh. they seem to have gone a very what is it Teen Titans um, go look. Yeah, so that that show is supposed to be all the rage at the moment, apparently. <laughs> oh, because because you 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 know because toys are selling. And and I get and look I get it you know fucking Transformers is made just to sell toys but at the same time you know they we have had Transformers shows that have been good that have you know told their stories and had their interesting characters and had places in the fandom I mean and, and Prime was such a great show and to see it just die out and be replaced by this a more kid friendly version. It's going to be airing on Cartoon Network because, of course, it is. And I, I don't even know anymore. How has this happened to me? <laughs> it's kind of, uh, it just it just makes me sad because it's uh, it's sad seeing like a fucking great franchise like Transformers just die out like this. And it's like animated was bad but this is just way worse this is this takes the fucking cake for me so would you until it finally does come out do you think this is going to be worse or better than the michael bay stuff i'd say worse oh wow cuz 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 here's the thing with my, the michael bay stuff you can you know to me i'm not bothered by it because it's just it's just movies and it's not part of the main canon but fucking Robots in Disguise is going to be part of the main Prime canon forever. Yeah. Forever. And it's never going to change. <laughs> oh, well. Happens. <laughs> it happens. But yeah, um... But yeah, that's Transformers new Robots in Disguises. It's gonna... can, can we just end it on a good note? Cause uh, I, uh, I don't okay, want to right, die. Right, okay, right. Archie comics are good. Oh, the predator thing. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. 
Archie has just lost their goddamn minds and are doing anything that they want now. Have, have, have you heard what the writer said said about it? Why she's doing it? Why? It's too insane not the um, to pass up. <laughs> I can't wait for the Archie alien crossover. That's going to be fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Archie and the Predator. That's an actual thing. We're actually living in a world where it's, um, that's a thing. So, yeah, this has been our 50th episode, and Archie vs. Predator. What more can you say? Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all later. Bye-bye.